Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Just a quick warning, this podcast has some graphic details over a violent sexual assault. For those who feel that would be triggering, you may want to listen to one of our other podcasts. As such, uh, listener discretion is advised. Take care. Welcome to AWARE. Today we're super excited to be joined by Susan Jane, who is all the way from the Gold Coast, to talk about the importance of intuition. Is it organically grown? Is it inherent? And really, how Sarah, uh, Sarah, that's Sarah, that's, that's Susan. But you know what, Susan? <laughs> I used to have an imaginary friend called Susan, so. Oh, did you? Oh, well, well, oh, we can talk about that. That's correct. This is a bit of my psychic That's self a bit of intuition. Is really about sharing in Susan's journey and how she has taken this and really leveraged to helping so many people. So welcome, Susan, Sarah's ultra ego. Um, <laughs> my imaginary friend. <laughs> I'm here. Um, I'm not really imaginary. I'm really here. Thank you so much for having me on the show, ladies, too. This is going to be fun. I can see this. It's going to be a wild ride. I already can tell. Yeah. Let's start with trying to be serious. Your main anchor 
is about intuition. And that's something we really love because yeah. part of our work is, I don't know if you know the research, about 45% of CEOs base their decision-making on their intuition. So it's actually a very powerful tool and a very important tool, particularly mm. in business. But just as a human being, I think sometimes we ignore it or we misread it or it can be damaged along your life journey. So why intuition and what do you want to tell people or what have you discovered about it? The biggest thing about intuition I've found is apart from helping me with my decision making and helping me do the things that I do with that guidance, I think the big thing is about understanding what intuition is. And for me, the way I describe intuition, it's the actual communication from the spiritual body to the physical body. Now with the physical body, we have our five senses and with the spirit, we don't have those five senses because they're physical senses. So there's got to be some sort of a communication between the two. Now, how I know about this communication, I'll probably get into in the story because that's part of my awareness side. But the main thing is get a clearer understanding of those intuitive messages because they're coming from our spirit side, which is that eternal, everlasting thing that happens, whereas the physical side is short-lived and it dissipates after so many years. So yeah, it's getting the understanding between those two. And the other aspect is, I mean, even the physical body, because of our generations and everything else, it brings in its own own learnings and then the spirit which has had many bodies before physical bodies brings in its learning and when we talk about purpose in life which is something that I'm very passionate about when we talk about the purpose in life it's not our physical purpose the body doesn't have the purpose the spirit has the purpose and it's up to the spirit to communicate with the body to achieve the purpose how do you allow the connection between the spiritual and the physical? A lot of that is to do with when you're doing your practice and things like that, because it is a practice. Everyone can do it. And we all have a spirit body in us. We all have that spirit. I mean, you wouldn't be here if you didn't have the spirit. I actually perceive people that are in, say, not induced comas, but in comas, their spirit may have left. So their body's still working, but their spirit hasn't got any intention of going anywhere or doing anything. So they don't have any drive and they don't have any reason to keep going. But the question was, how do we do that? How do we connect? How we connect is that these intuitive messages will be coming through us and they'll come through us mentally, physically, emotionally, and visually. They also come through our chakras, those energy centers that we have in the body, the chakras. So we can feel them coming through those. And you know, when you meet somebody, that love, where you've got that real deep love, that's those intuitive messages, emotional messages coming through the heart chakra. When you first see somebody that you think, oh my goodness, isn't that darling? You will feel the energy coming through the base chakra. <laughs> because <laughs> it's a different connection and when we have yeah. these little almost aha moments it's coming through that crown chakra where you sort of there was one particular situation with me I was at a T intersection and I was just about to take off and um, there's no cars coming just about to take off and I don't know why I still don't know to this day why I jammed my foot on the brake I started to go forward and then jammed my foot on the brake and I remember thinking you bloody idiot you could cause an accident doing that that's all I thought because I don't know why I did it Within seconds, a car came over the hill, all four wheels off the ground and would have T-boned me if I hadn't have gone. Now, I call that intuitive message through the crown chakra. Yeah. I can't say I heard it. I can't say I, I actually heard a voice say, put your foot on the brake. I just acted straight away and I roused on myself for doing it. So <laughs> that's sort of that way. 
Susan, I think you're right. Sometimes you have moments where things just happen or you're putting the brakes on, you're asking a question that you never expected to be asking, yes. blindsides you. Yes, absolutely, especially when you do, because when it's coming through the throat chakra, you do say things and you think, yeah, where did that come from? What, what happened there? So these are all those intuitive messages. The visual messages that we get are, for some reason, we'll look at the clock and I often do it and I see 12.34, it's 12.34. One, two, three, yeah. four, running numbers. Yeah. And then I'll look somewhere else and I'll see it again. And you start to pick up these visual or um, environmental signs. And I remember one particular one. I'm in the car, I'm with my partner, and something came on the radio. And I sort of turned to him and I went, wow, did you hear that? That was amazing. And he goes, no, I didn't hear anything. And intuitively, I needed to pick up that information, but he didn't. And then he'll go past yeah. and go, oh, did you see that? No, wasn't looking. He needed to see that, I didn't. So this is the sort of things that are happening to us as we go and we have to question them in a bad way, just a question. Well, that's funny, why did I hear that and he didn't? In our busy world with so much information and so much technology and so much that we have to do, is one of the keys to this finding space, like creating time to listen, see and hear? Absolutely. And one of the best ways to do that, obviously, is meditation. And we can do that in several different ways. So we have a passive meditation, we have active meditation. So an active meditation is you could be walking. You start to get that rhythm going. You sort of turn off from what's going on around you and you start to bring in some of that intuitive messages. And that's more of an active meditation. Colouring in your mandalas. You know when you colour those, you know you start to do some colouring in. When I do my workshops, that's what I first start them doing. I get them to colour in the mandala. Oh, but they giggle and they love it because it just brings back childhood memories. But the same token, they're just allowing those passages to open and that information to come through. So just giving yourself some of that time Passive meditation is like doing the box breath. I don't know if you've heard of that. You breathe in for four, hold for four, release for four, hold for four, breathe in for four. So you create that sort of a box. And that helps you with your passive meditation because when these other little thoughts come through while you're trying to do a passive meditation, you get this, oh, uh, you've got to hang up the washing. You haven't hung up the washing. And it's got, well, yes, I know, that's fine. <laughs> I'm meditating. Do you mind? And then you can yeah. go back into that breathing. Breathe in for four, hold for four. <laughs> yeah. And then another little thought will come in saying, oh, the kids didn't make their beds today. And it's like, no, I'm meditating. Breathe in for four. <laughs> and they're sort of ways we can get through those. So giving ourselves that space and time. Five minutes a day is usually enough. Yeah. And as you get better at it, I can assure you, you will want to do more time yeah. because you achieve so much more after it just by giving yourself that space. I think the other thing is as well is that if you're taking that concept to say a business, how can I stop, notice and reflect on that. If it be through a physical activity, it's also that mental ability, isn't it? To really hear and notice and um, give yourself permission to notice. It's also that we don't allow ourselves permission to listen to it in that moment as well. Absolutely, yeah, and giving ourselves that time. Like I walk every morning and I've always done that for my physical health. But in all honesty, I get more out of it for my mental health and my spiritual health because mm. it gives me nature to look at. It gives me time to allow some messages to come through. It just changes the perspective of the day. Like I can be struggling to get out of bed because it's like I don't want to do it. By the time I get back, it's like, 
I'm so glad I did it. It's just yeah. brightened me up ready to do the day. Now, if you put that into a business sense and you go, okay, go to the toilet. And I don't mean you have to have a wee. Go to the toilet. Have a bit of space before you actually go into the meeting. Give yourself that time and just allow myself to ground, allow myself to just be here in the moment. So you approach yeah. that meeting with a fresher, not emotionally attached situation. Yes. Because some of the meetings we go to, I mean, I've just done a couple when you're asking for pay rises and it's like, ugh. But you sort of go in with this preconceived idea. If we can just ground for a couple of minutes beforehand, it allows other thoughts and other energies to come through. And what you said to Nikki was really, really cool. It's like if somebody's saying something and you're not sure how to take that on board or straight away, I mean, I'll be honest, straight away I'll get shitty with them and I get on defence. Yeah. It's going, no, stop, stop, stop. You don't need to do that. Just absorb that, get an understanding of it and come back to it later. I think it's really important and I think bringing back to how you got to the point of valuing the intuition at a higher level, everyone needs an anchoring point. What was your kind of catalyst moment to say, I need an anchor point, I need to listen, notice and react accordingly? Look, I guess in all honesty, I'm a bit of a slow learner, so I've had a couple (laughs) and then sort of gone, oh, right, that's what that's all about. But I guess the main thing that actually happened to me and the concept behind my belief in intuition is the fact that I have left my body three times. And that's how I know that there's the physical and the spiritual side. So that's sort of where it all came down. However, I didn't know at the time what was it I was experiencing. And it wasn't until later on in my life when I started reading other books that I went, oh, okay, that's what happened. Because you don't know. I just thought I was going somewhat crazy really didn't quite understand what was happening but I was 18 19 at the time and I was uh, a victim of a violent pack rape while this was happening I actually left my body and I was watching her being attacked and I call it her because it didn't feel like me if that made sense and there wasn't an emotional attachment to her it was like watching a movie there was no emotional attachment to it but I could see the energy coming out of the side of her face where she was punched I could see the blood in her hair and the energy coming out the pain energy coming out of her head where she was dragged into the back of the car you could see all these things you could see the blood down her face on her mouth but I couldn't taste it I couldn't feel it I was really aware of what was going on but I couldn't feel it I didn't get any understanding to it and I believe the reason I actually left my body was because I said while this was happening and I don't know where this came from but while this was happening I remember thinking I can't stop them there was three against one every time I fought the body got more damage so I stopped fighting and I thought to myself how can I stop this how can I stop them doing this to anyone else and instantaneously I'd left my body the whole area it's like a full moon you know when you get that blue light it's that full yeah it's that full moon feeling and I was watching there and it was probably only seconds that I was doing it but I can tell you everything it's so clear in my mind about what was going on what was happening I can tell you everything I can tell you where it all is And when you come back into your body after you've had an experience like that, I can assure you, it is horrible. From not feeling anything to feeling everything in one big go. It's really horrible. But my message I got when I left my body, which I believe is from direct source, you know, you call it what you like, I just say direct source. I came back into the body and I started to pray to them. 
Now, I'm not a religious person at all, but I started to pray. And I only know two prayers, and that was what I was saying over and over again. I'd get hit every time, but I was saying it out loud. Not for me, for them. I was saying, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. And I'm saying it in that sort of an attitude, like a real, I don't give a shit attitude. Do what you like, because I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to pray that you guys don't do this again, you know. And it was a real attitude. And of course, that they didn't like that. So got hit around a little bit more. But it wasn't until to try and stop me, they had their hand over my mouth and basically I passed out and then came to on the side of the road in the gutter. But I always refused to talk about that situation, always refused to talk about anything like that, which is probably wasn't good for my mental health to start with. <laughs> but I refused to talk about it because it was too negative. It was so negative, I didn't want to share that. And I always swore that I will never share that um, story until I could find a positive spin on it. And you've got to remember, I was 19 years old and all this sort of stuff's happening. You just think you're going crazy. Honestly, you think you're going a little yeah. bit nuts because that's just not what well, that happens. That level of trauma would have been devastating. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. And then 12 months to almost to the day, I actually had a near-death experience at work where I actually passed out. The doctor actually had come in and had to give me an adrenaline shot to get my heart beating and things like that again. And that's another story and we won't have time for that one. But it was the near-death experience and reading about them that I went, oh, that's what it was about. Like I said, you know, 10, 15 years later, that's what it was about. And that's when I understood what was going on. And then, of course, I had to do it deliberately. So I tested the theory and as I do I'm a theory tester tested the theory and I actually did astral traveling I left my body again and I was so excited that I just came straight back in it didn't work <laughs> I mean it did work but it, yeah I didn't didn't stay out there but that was my biggest understanding of going okay there is definitely two sides to this story you know there's definitely yeah. a physical and there's definitely a spiritual and that's what led me down this path to where I'm going and guys you know like listen to what that spirit's saying because they've got so much more knowledge it's just amazing and I like direct source so if you can imagine you got spirit other angels and spirits and things like that can converse with your spirit and take it forward but I like direct source I like to know that I'm coming yeah. from a place of pure love and understanding yeah I think Susan it goes back to when we talk with aware about you know those moments some of them are horrendously traumatic some are just sitting back and watching other things that occur some come from that unknown spiritual higher power mm -hmm. that, that we don't predict and whatever you begin whatever was an individual's catalyst it's all about resonating back to that Things happen and we have to notice them, but maybe sometimes we're not ready, as you said, to hear mm -hmm. it, as you said, being ready 10 years later, a year later, 15 years later to mm -hmm. go, oh, that's what it taught me. It taught yes. me that a coping strategy for me or a ability yeah, an enlightening mm -hmm. moment is just yeah. so important. It's a really interesting way of looking at, because I'm a psychologist, so I'm thinking the language around dissociation and, and I'm thinking it's a really interesting way of looking at dissociation of when we leave our bodies with incredible trauma like you've experienced. It's a very mm. common descriptor of I was watching myself yeah. experience that, but I had no connection with it. It was like watching a film. Yeah. And, that's and a, I still can't, I still can't that. say that was me, and yet I know it was me. I just still have to refer to it as her. And I mean, I felt for her, I felt sorry for her, but I didn't feel it. I think for anyone that has experienced something similar to you and has experienced the disconnect, the looking down and, and mm. looking at the world through that other perspective, 
it's a way of saying that that can be really healing. Yes. That you, you know, using, if you see it as your spiritual intuition or part of you that is connected to a metaphysical world, then suddenly it has a healing factor rather than a fear factor that I was so deeply traumatized I had to leave my body. This one's more of, it was so protective that my metaphysical side yes. just said, look, come yep. with me. You're going to have to go back, but for now, just come yep. with me. Yeah. And yep. you won't feel the hurt. You won't feel the pain yet. It gave me clarity. It really, it gave me clarity. I mean, it wasn't at the time. And I have to be honest, like you say, going forward 10 to 15 years, you're 10 to 15 years older, you've been dealing with a lot of the trauma that goes with it yeah. and you can look at it in a fresh set of eyes you can look at it yeah. and go back and go well you know what I can sit here and talk about this now and this is this is I love it because I'm not attached to what happened to my physical body I won't yeah. let that affect yeah. me going forward and what I'm doing with my spirit and my physical body is what I'm doing but yeah it's really quite amazing but again it just goes back to that's how I got to get the understanding that we have two bodies and then what was intuition well they've got to communicate how do they communicate? You say sort of on your site about how you can motivate your teams. How do you, say if you've got a few sceptics in the room, how do you bring them into that mm. awareness oh, and openness to accept something that may be very challenging? I do that very sneaky. I'm, I'm very <laughs> sneaky at that. So what I do, you know, I was talking to you about the mandalas and doing the colouring in. So what I get them to do is if, say it's a business team and you've got a goal that you want to achieve, we start to look at the goal, we start to get an understanding of it. And then I give them a little guided meditation after they've done a bit of the mandalas. So they've got this energy flow happening. I do a, a little guided meditation and I ask them to look at how they would be feeling and what their emotions would be when they achieve their goal. So we do try and go for the positives here too, just quietly. Um, so we all, you know, we're all happy. We're all good. This is what it's all about. We've achieved what we want to do, rah, rah, rah. And we get that beautiful, happy feeling. Yeah. I then enclose it during the meditation into a little seed and we plant that seed in their heart and that seed grows and becomes a flower. They have to draw their flower. And from that flower image, we take out 16 different elements that tells them what their intuition is guiding them towards. So mm -hmm. basically you do a reading basically on their flower image and that gives yeah. them an understanding. So whether they've used the flower image as a portrait, whether they've used it as a landscape, we have positives, we've got negatives to their drive, their motivation, the type of flower, the color of the flower. And when we're using an innate object like a flower, if I gave you a financial goal, you sort of go, oh, I'll draw a picture of gold bars because that's what I want or a big flash yeah. house but when we go no you've got to do it as a flower image what does your financial goal look like then what does that goal look like and of course that goal would look very different to your relationship goal which would look very different to a family goal or something different yeah. something like that so yeah so that's how I do it and so it's really just they get to see I guess that's where I go to it they get to see what their intuition is telling them what their intuition is guiding them towards because I can turn around and say it I can pick up those intuitive messages and go oh this 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 and this but when they see it as an image in front of them that they've drawn it becomes very very different I had one lady who said the image I had in my head when my flower grew is like a pink hibiscus the flower she drew was a big yellow daisy and after we did her reading she went you know what that is so much more in tune with who I am and what I'm doing and where I want to go than the yeah. pink hibiscus. I think that's really important because intuition is so interconnected with 
our level of self-reflection and also that impression of our external persona. We all want the bright and shiny, but maybe we actually don't. Maybe that's not what our heart says. You know, that isn't where our core comes from. And I think it's been a really fresh approach, hasn't it? It is. It's very different. The fact is that they can see it. You're talking about something you sort of can't see. My goal was to create something that they could see and they go, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. I had one guy, he drew this tiny little flower up in the corner, whereas everyone else was doing these other big flowers. And when you start saying, well, this is what that means and this is what that means, they sort of go, oh, I never thought of that. It's so true. It's so me. I think it's a fantastic way and would really encourage people Mm. to connect with you and understand more about your view of intuition Mm. and how they can grow that. It's Mm. been amazing. We could talk to you forever, but we have to go. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your trauma too. Sometimes that can be tough. Yeah. putting it out in the world but I think the more honest we are about our life experiences the more it helps others see a path forward Absolutely. so I really appreciate your honesty and, yeah. and talking about that oh thank amazing. you that's it that's me yeah that's it <laughs> Susan has been gorgeous you're not like my imaginary friend who is quite naughty um, oh well I can be like that sorry but <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, a real pleasure and great luck in the future continuing to help people blend their physical and metaphysical worlds together yeah thank you thank you thank you for having me on the show too loved it it was great so that was a incredibly deep dive into the physical and spiritual self and we thank susan for sharing some very traumatic experiences that she has now repurposed into giving her greater insight that she uses with all her clients you can find Susan Jane at intuitivenature.com.au. Have a look at all the nominations she's received and join her on Intuitive Insights, her podcast. Don't forget, if you are interested in self-awareness and leadership, uh, jump aboard on our own leadership program at awaregroup.online. And we uh, would love to see you there learning how to be a better version of yourself. A great big thank you to Bella Hayward from the D Word Podcast, who is doing a magnificent job editing our podcasts and a much better job than both Nikki and I could do. Until next time, take care and look after yourself. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to the Aware Podcast. And we really hope you enjoyed our guest's insight and the little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun. Music for the Aware Podcast is by Tape Machine featuring LFA. The song title is This Is Who I Am. If you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the Aware platform, please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com. That's awarearcgroup at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackey and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.